Hello and welcome everyone. This is Ariana Rollins with the School of Self-Revolution. And this is show number 15, Success Habits. Stop Fighting Yourself. The School of Self-Revolution is dedicated to teaching you how to free yourself from internal and external blocks these mental things that limit your manifesting potential. We believe we are all born with a powerful mind that we can use to direct our lives and attract and create what we desire. Now, for simplicity's sake, the mind's in two parts. One part's conscious and the other part is veiled from us. Let's call it the unconscious. Now, these two are supposed to work harmoniously together. Our consciousness is the leader deciding what we want to experience. The unconscious mind is where our will lives, our doing part. It's got our skills, passions, and dreams. All this untapped power is there for our use. So when the wiring is working correctly, the conscious and unconscious mind work harmoniously together to manifest our desires. Well, that's the way it's supposed to work. But eventually, life, parents, teachers, and outside forces impose their values, their beliefs, their rules onto us. And these unwelcome forces tend to have the opposite effect. They end up being a way that others can control us and manipulate us with fear. And this short-circuits our system, obviously. We get trained to doubt our intuition, our perceptions of reality and truth, in order to fit in and be good. And you know, when the conscious mind gets convinced it has no control, it isn't in charge, and the environment has more power over and authority over your life than it does, it gives up. It goes along, surrenders its right to make a life of its choosing. And when that happens, we become even more vulnerable to being manipulated, controlled, coerced by advertising and other people's desires. So at the School of Self-Revolution, we empower and educate you how to disconnect from these disempowering beliefs and restore your inner authority and wisdom, getting access to that again. These free weekly shows are on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific time to 11.30, and they're designed to give you a little taste of some of the curriculum we offer through our transformational programs at the School of Self-Revolution. While we're waiting for others to join us, please get a pencil, piece of paper to take notes of anything that strikes a chord with you today in today's program. Now, Often I guide you through exercises, and these exercises are designed to give you little tips to empower you to take advantage of all the opportunities your life is inviting you to take action on, but sometimes we don't recognize them. So today's training is about success habit. Stop fighting yourself. Now, why is this an essential skill, and how does it positively elevate your manifesting abilities? Well, feelings of competition, whether they are inner competition, like we're comparing ourselves with others and it causes us to push ourselves harder and harder, or it's outer competition where we were trained to directly compete with others. Both forms of competition waste our vital life force. And, you know, some of us are taught that without competition, we wouldn't grow or evolve. You know, survival of the fittest. Wow. Even a little bit of this mindset can create power struggles which is really lower chakra living. Everything in life is seen through this automatic filter of who has more than I do, who's more successful. In other words, who has the most? Most money, most knowledge, most skill, most opportunity. Yeah, even this can create competition. Can you see how self-defeating this would be for all involved? Maybe the most spiritually developed, most intuitive, most aware, most intelligent, most loving. 
miss the ultimate in comparison competition and demonstrates how ludicrous it is because love is infinite. Well, how do we get here? And better yet, how do we move from competition and fighting ourselves into collaboration? Now, while this first part of the radio show has been communicated, there's an intensity there because it's not, I'm not speaking to the ones who are listening to this right now in this beginning part because if you're listening to it, you don't fall in that category. You're not the one who is comparing and competing with others. Likely, you've got this open heart, but you know, how do we deal with other people because there's a lot of competition out there? So the first thing I want to say is if you find yourself identifying with the times in your life when you may have competed with another, please don't go into shaming or beating yourself up. That's not the point of this podcast radio show. No way. It's to help you see these unconscious, habitual ways of thinking and feeling that are still getting you where they're really forming kind of a self-attack and they fight you cause you to fight yourself and when we're fighting ourselves we waste the vital life force and energy that would cause us to move forward on things so how do we get here and again you know better yet how do we move from this competition and fighting ourselves into social collaboration well uh, here's a few there's a lot of reasons but here's a few that came to me First, we've all witnessed on the earth resources being hoarded, food, money, love, encouragement, and we become conditioned to see them as finite, something that we can't easily replace. Now, of course, there's truth to that, to natural resources. We've really abused the planet, and there are some finite things, but then again, maybe there's not. We're not going to talk about that right now. Now, when it comes to compassion, encouragement, love, those are infinite resources of the spirit. Another way, another highlight is hoarding. This hoarding by the clever ones, the ones who could see more. And they use that knowledge against the innocent ones for manipulation. And this created class separation, the haves and the have-nots. Yes, Joe, old programming, absolutely. And because it's old programming, it's in our cells. Even if we don't participate in this, we can be a victim of it. So awareness is the first step to step out of the game, step out of playing it at all. So this hoarding by the clever ones that, you know, they could have guided humanity to more empowerment, but a lot of times intelligence and cleverness has been used to manipulate the more innocent ones. We can see that in the world, sadly, and this creates a class distinction, the haves and the have-nots. I witnessed this sad state when I lived in Venezuela. I remember a pivotal moment. I went into the ladies' washroom at work, and there was this gentle, timid woman. She handed me a paper towel after I washed my hands. Obviously, she was hoping for a tip. But what I found really touching was she invented work to earn money. That's beautiful and yet sad. And here is what was really so sad. When she was handing me the paper towel, she shrank herself so small that she almost appeared like a machine dispensing paper towels. Her eyes would not meet my eyes. And it's like she accepted and resigned herself to this is who I am. This is my status in life. It horrified me beyond belief. I wouldn't play the game. 
I talked to her and I talked to everyone who was in a place of service for survival and still do. I'd greet them, thank them. And I remember the looks from the haves because in Venezuela there's a quite a class distinction. No judgment there. It's long training. I was breaking the rules. I was befriending these so-called service class people. And I remember we had a chauffeur because it was not a very safe place to drive around. And when we were getting to leave Venezuela, we were moving back to the United States, I hugged him and I could feel how uncomfortable he was with it. Any kind of loving expression that I gave towards them, they weren't used to it. And all I saw were these humans who were so willing to give and they had so little material possessions, yet often they had the biggest hearts. Now, I do not want to imply at all that to have a big heart, we have few material possessions. No, we're going into a time on the planet right now where there's going to be equality, where those with the biggest hearts, the most timid, the most loving, the most generous, things are being transferred, and we will start to receive more and more. We've bought into this unfortunate dichotomy view for too long. So that's the second one, second highlight that I want to speak about. The third one is as intelligent went up on the planet, it seemed as our humanity went down. It was the clever ones who could manipulate the innocents, the innocents who trusted and believed their elders and wanted to follow their guidance. The innocents would believe that the elder, of course, would have their best interests at heart. We're trained in that, aren't we, to believe in external authority. And they would believe that, oh my gosh, this person's older, this person's in an authority position, of course they'll treat me honestly and with respect. And you know, it didn't always happen, did it? I'm sure everyone who's listening to this can remember a story where they trusted someone who did not have their best interests at heart. And I think we can all agree that there can be natural intelligence differences, especially now on the planet, where not everyone is equal in intelligence. And sadly, it's because the way they were educated and what they were born into. But really, we're all born equal. So these, you know, this equal in humanity, absolutely. Maybe we don't have equal intelligence because we didn't get all the opportunities that other people got. But that's okay. So these three unfortunate states of affairs create this instant comparative habit where one assesses another based on their stature, their money, their beauty, their youth, and so on. And we all do it instantly, whether we are conscious of it or not. We assess and we put the person in its appropriate place. That person could be us. Like when I went to, it was in Mexico, we went to Cozumel, my son and I. Well, Cozumel is a place where newlyweds go. So here I am at 53, 54 years old, and I'm walking around, you know, I'm about 10 or 15 pounds, a little bit chubby-wubby, overweight, you know, and I'm seeing these gorgeous, you know, people who've got, you know, a lot of success behind them, and they've got their youth. I found myself like really comparing and it was horrible i was fighting myself it wasn't a good state of affairs and when i got back to this country i was, became aware of it while i was in the moment around all this youthful attractiveness i wasn't aware how i was beating myself up and you likely are not aware how instant that assessment is 
whether you're putting yourself down or you're putting yourself in this kind of strata of hierarchy. Don't feel bad about it. We were trained. Now you can learn how to untrain yourself. So yes, programming by society, absolutely, Frank, absolutely. And seeing it is I need to speak about it because as people listen to this, it's like I'm taking a stand and saying it's not okay. It's not okay that we compete with ourselves. It's not okay that we compete with others. So we've all been trained to deal with other humans in this way. And this all leads to distrust. Distrust leads to contraction. And it blocks our vital life force and our creative flow. And we are designed, we're born to be generous of heart. I'm sure you've all seen this when you see babies and and children, how they give until they're trained, wow, maybe I shouldn't share my toy. That child could take it. And it may be the parent didn't do it. It's just the whole web that we were born into fear and scarcity prison of creativity yep 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 so this contraction it builds in habits of no sharing don't share encouragement don't share compassion don't share your love don't share your resources and it doesn't mean that we have you know physical money if we don't have a lot of money to share that's okay don't beat yourself up with that no way but can you share a compliment Absolutely. Can you share some of your loving, generous spirit, your energy? Absolutely. So understanding this mindset, if we go into no sharing and we contract, and right now I'd like you to like cross your arms across your chest and cross your legs if you can, if you're not driving. I'd like you just to sit there and I'd like you to kind of, kind of uh, what bend over and, and close your eyes and just kind of put your eyes downward. I want you to feel how that feels. That's contraction. You might even, if you're sensitive, feel it in your heart. I can't do that. It doesn't feel good. Open it up now. Open your arms wide. Open your legs wide. Your your heart is expanding. Now, when people go into this contraction, it can create a habit that maintains it. Like, I must maintain superior superiority in all regards. Don't appear vulnerable. Don't be grateful. And guard my resources. Other people could take it if they knew I have so much. So it leads to a constant wary mind. Now here's the insight. This wary mind is not only focused on the other in comparison and competition. It's constantly, without a moment's break, assessing ourselves. And it's saying this, these things. I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not young enough, I'm not wealthy enough, I'm not successful enough, I haven't used all the gifts that I was born with, on and on and on. That's a form of psychic attack. Yes, Frank, toxic. It's toxic negative emotions. Now, psychic attack is when we are um, processing negativity, anger, fear, jealousy, scarcity, lust, lust as in control, and I want to have that. All of that poisons our internal chemistry and emotional body, and it also transmits through our emotions to others. That's how this sad state of affairs became like it is on the planet. 
we all process thoughts and emotions and we transmit it and others absorb it, especially babies and children, especially those who are not trained in psychic protection. Not that we have to be fearful. We have to be discerning and discerning will keep us clean so that we can become more. And as we become more, we can share more. Guard yourself. Mirror of the world is toxic if we come from negative emotions. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking a lot about creating a feedback loop that's from true self to our conscious mind. And it's in that feedback loop that it's clean and clear. When we have a feedback loop of outside in the world and we expect others to mirror us, well, that's where we can start to get our mirror all cracked or foggy and we can't truly see our brilliance, our true self. And that's a lot of the work that, that, well, it's not even work. I like it. It's play and lightness in the highest potential curriculum for self-mastery is the three premises. Know yourself, accept yourself, become the creative director. So back to how we move from competition to collaboration, the importance of this podcast. Now, I'm not, again, talking only about collaboration between ourselves and other selves. That'll come. I'm talking about cooperation and collaboration internally. It is that fight and that dispersion that takes us off our true self track. So the first step is awareness. When we notice we are comparing ourselves, our youth, our level of fitness, our success with money to another stop, and even if we find ourselves a little bit higher up on this rung, this artificial ladder of hierarchy, or we find it below, watch both of those. When you catch it, Say and do something kind to the person that you are comparing yourself with. It'll switch the habit off. Give first, and then you notice over time that as you're being more generous and kind to other selves, you will be building up more generosity and self-acceptance for yourself. Now, focusing on what's wrong in the world, boy, it's so easy to do, isn't it? And if we do that, and we say, well, I'm not so bad off, I'm a good person, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, it can build a false sense of superiority. And that can force us to maintain it at all costs. And breaking down the possibility of truly being open and sharing from the heart with another. So comparison, just catch it in yourself, break the habit, even if it's really odd, and even if it feels forced, like you may not truly feel this, do it anyway. I remember when I first started doing this, I was in the a local chamber of commerce here in the San Diego County in Carlsbad. And there's a, a mixture of people. I still had a lot of judgment in me um, towards other selves. This was uh, three, or three or four years ago. And I would notice the judgment come up. And there would be this person, this, ooh, this person's kind of irritating me. What I would do is I would on purpose go over to the person, start a conversation, and find out something that I could accept, champion, and love about that person. Sometimes I would even force myself to go sit next to them at the breakfast for two hours because I knew there was goodness in there, and I would bring it out. So that was how I started to break this habit of comparison and noticing whenever I feel irritated, 
it's likely there is a habit pattern in there that is either attacking me or attacking the outside world. Yeah, frequency is ever there, authentic, right? So the second step, how to break out of this competition in, into and into in collaboration and cooperation. Second tip is to on purpose find ways to cooperatively gift, encourage, share your love, share your perceptions. Maybe when you're out shopping or at a meeting at work, like I was saying about the Carlsbad Chamber, look for what's right in the environment and recognize it. And when you see the beginning of competition, instantly rise into love, understanding, and giving. Neutralize it. It stops the cycle. And this stops a mutual psychic attack. Because when we are comparing ourselves to another, that's a form of psychic attack. And it flies back because they'll want to protect themselves, won't they? Third, build cooperative situations. Build teams, build families, build partnerships where everyone plays a key loving role and they're recognized it for recognized for it, even if they are the paper towel dispenser. There's in this country, I feel fortunate because in a lot of countries you don't have this automatic, you know, bin retrieval where they they take away, you know, your garbage and they put it in this big truck and they take, you know, drive it away. Every time that I have a chance, I go out when I see the the men driving the bin trucks and I thank them because I don't want to do that job. And I'm so grateful someone does it. So in any situation you can, see that there isn't, oh, gosh, they're the bin takeawayers. No. Oh, my gosh, they're doing that. Because, and it's so I don't have to. Oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful. So all humans are born equal. But unfortunately, all humans aren't given the resources, the training, the education, and the loving to develop themselves to stay equal. So make a commitment to yourself that competition, comparison has to end now, especially with yourself. Let's use our intelligence in kind and loving ways and not manipulative to get over another just because they don't see it coming. Again, the people who are listening to this podcast, it's likely I'm not talking to you, but I am talking to the statement, the ways of the world this is not okay. And by having an expression of this sort and others listen to it and they hold that belief, well, one day it could end, couldn't it? At the end of the day, whenever we participate in this comparison competition, we are the ones who suffer. Cooperation unites. Competition divides. So how do we permanently end competition and move into collaboration and cooperation? Let's see. Oh, there's a note here. Like the guy at Marks and Spencer's, he was so happy doing his job. Exactly, Jill. I thanked him for showing care to us at the automated system that we didn't understand. Exactly. Or when someone is checking out someone um, in front of me and they're, uh, the person maybe is grabbing for their wallet and they're trying to get their credit card out and maybe they dropped their wallet and it's taking a long time. Maybe that card didn't work. And the person who's checking them out is patient. I will always try to recognize that patience because imagine how hard it must be to be patient when you're dealing with 
the in a service position because there's a lot of people who don't even see the human who's ringing up the till. They don't see the human. They don't even recognize it. It's a person. And so they can vent their spleen and they can take it out on the other. Now, I'm not judging them. I have no idea what they're under pressure. We live in a pressure society. Let's just recognize it when we are putting ourselves under pressure. So how do we permanently end this competition and move into collaboration? Oh, Jill, I can imagine this smile was so wide. Yes. Yeah, you show appreciation. You, you, you're a, a giver of love. Yeah. It first begins with ourselves. Integrated, holistic living aligned with our nature, our inner nature, our true, true self. Then we can move into creating shared visions, which is the ultimate way for humans to live together. A shared vision is where you come together and you say, this is what I'd like to co-create with you, whether it's a marriage or whether it's a new business venture. And each person comes with their view and perception of what they wanted to give them, what they want to experience. It has to be respected. So each person says, you know, this part, I'd like to have it in this way. And it's a very formal way. It's something that I teach. And I've, I've, you, I've worked with this with people in marriages and partnerships where they want to create a mutually harmonious, true self-aligned vision. Both people are coming to it with their true self aligned. It's fantastic what can happen, but it brings in self-respect, respect of the other, competition, comparison goes away, and it's been used successfully in businesses to create um, elevated performance in the business where they're, they increase their money. They also increase harmony amongst the employees because a lot of times there's leadership and one leader, maybe the president, has a different vision of what the, you know, than the vice president and they could inadvertently be fighting each other. Well, that's going to impact the success of the business. So a shared vision. And here, the true end of cooperation comes from knowing thyself. So you go to the interaction, the marriage, the partnership. This is what I would like to experience. This is what I want. Is that okay with you? And it's a very formal process. It's quite magnificent, really. But knowing ourselves is key. If we don't know what needs we need met and what's important to us, we could inadvertently expect the other person to intuit it and be disappointed when they don't. How often do we see that in relationships? A lot. A vision, yes, vision for a business, vision aligned with love and respect, absolutely, yep. And yes, Jill and Frank, that's you too, right? So when we know ourselves, we see our unique flavor of humanity, our special gifts. And when we operate from that uniqueness and strength, we automatically see other people as unique reflections. There's no comparison. So competition comes because we don't know ourselves and we're not trained to understand and know ourselves. Imagine if we were. Imagine if in, in grade school we were taught about our astrological formation and say, you know, this is your nature when you're interacting with others. This is your nature in um, the kind of work that you'd probably be very good at. Imagine if we were given that understanding 
because each one of us is unique, but we weren't. So here's a, a, a funny thought, really, about this competition and comparison. Can you imagine a geranium plant comparing itself to a rose or perhaps the rose thinking it's superior to the geranium? Only humans do that due to the conditioning forces of fear and scarcity. Plants and animals aren't about separating themselves out from creation. When we separate ourselves out, it hurts all of us. And the potential for, for humanity to rise in strength, love, and compassion into a harmonious human structure, the time is now. The time is now. And this phrase, I love it, the true three musketeers, one for all and all for one. So join me, please, in this inner revolution, removing self-criticism and any form of competition where there's enough love and compassion for all then we'll have a loving, more peaceful self. And that will naturally extend out into the world. Self-revolution begins recognizing you, your love, your light, your truth. All that is not love, all that is not light, all that is not truth doesn't belong in your being. And when that which is not you falls away, the brilliance of you is revealed the you of you that feels as joyful, clear, bright, open, and eager to make a life that truly fits you. Will you join us in this journey? Remember, the only thing we can truly control is ourselves, and that's all what we're about in the school of self-revolution. Let's learn how to do that together. Because you know, if you've ever watched people who are already successful, generally speaking, they're generous. Now, it doesn't mean that no success doesn't always mean no money. Success could be knowing oneself. Success can be understanding how we get you know, triggered and how we react. And, oh, my gosh, we didn't react in that negative way last time. That's great. And the ultimate success is living with an open heart and sharing that with others. And for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to the radio show number 14, the one on attitude of gratitude and moving into self-gratitude, there's a journal that I highly recommend to do on a daily basis. It only takes you 10 minutes, and there's a little link. You can get that if you listen to the podcast. You know, teaching people how to change their life situation to be easier, more effective, and really make those changes permanent is what I do best. And if you're not already part of our information list at schoolofselfrevolution.com, please opt in because you'll get first access to our free and paid offerings. Yes, it's why we're all here right now. This all aligns with us. Absolutely. Why the three of us are right here on this podcast right now. Absolutely. Effortlessly. Observation, stepping back before the thought, celebrating ourselves. Yep. Absolutely agreed. So before we say goodbye, are there any questions, comments, or insights you'd like to share? I love that you've been sharing insights as we go along. You can type in the chat bar. Now, thank you for sharing this time with me. Before we sign off, remember, you don't have to settle for what's going on in your life at this moment if it isn't something of your choosing. You now have access to tools that you can accomplish things previously that you thought were maybe not possible for you. You can use these tools to gain more and more experiences of the type you want to have. 
You've started the process of reclaiming your inner power, your passion, your peace, and purpose. Please continue it. Join us next time on the radio show and for one of our upcoming programs. Thank you all. Bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. I look forward to connecting with you all in the next radio show. Bye for now.